live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888 888- Eight two five five two two five. Karen is in Denver to start this hour. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm great, Dave and Jay. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're my two favorite personalities. So honored to be here, and also a little bit nervous. Well, thank you. We won't tell the other ones. I might tell Ken. <laughs> we might tell Ken. Yeah. Um, Jade and I love your term skinny fat because I totally identify with that from a, a financial aspect, not so much food. Yes, ma'am. How so, can we help you? Um, Dave, I'm 62 and uh, debt-free except for mortgages. I do have a rental property that's free and clear, and I know how you feel about selling those to get out of debt. Um, if I sell this rental property, I will be close to debt-free. But I owe the IRS, when I sell that property, I've had it 20 years, I will owe the IRS uh, about $65,000. So you've never really discussed kind of, um, you know, your thoughts on how your desire for us to become debt-free relates to making that big payment to the IRS. Are you still good with go ahead, sell that thing, pay the IRS, and be done? Probably. Uh, but you know, I always just try to figure out if there's another way to skin a cat rather than give the government money. Right. My first goal, the reason I want anybody to be debt free, including me is it's the shortest distance to wealth. Right. I get that. And stability. So it's not, we don't, what Dave wants doesn't really matter, but the, you know, where does it take you is what it, what matters. So let's get you there. You're 62. You owe what on your current home? Um, I, owe um, well, I, I made another mistake. I bought a uh, property where I'm going to retire someday, and I know that's not something that you're fond of. Um, so, but I, and I owe three ninety five on that. The house I live in, I owe forty on, and then the other rental property I owe zero on. It's free and clear. Okay, the house you owe forty on is worth. The house you owe forty on is worth what? Uh, it's about worth four hundred and twenty-five. Okay, and the house that you owe three ninety-five on is located where? It's in California. It's worth eight hundred. Okay. Wow. And uh, and no one and no one lives in it. No one lives in it. Yes, it's it's rented. Oh, it's rented. Okay, yes. so you have two rental properties. One of them mm-hmm. you intend to retire in. Correct. And when do you intend to retire? That all depends on how you help me with this question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, probably within two to three years. Okay. It'll be partial retirement. I'll never completely retire. I'm your age. I don't. I'm not ready to. Yeah. Retire yeah. just yet. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I just. I'm trying to figure out the timing on this. No, I get it. So why it. California? Why Northern California? Um. Actually, I have family there, and I would like to be near a body of water. I've been landlocked my entire life, and I'm also tired of the cold. Okay, so this is um, near the ocean? Correct. Like Sonoma or something like that? Ooh, that's nice. Well, it's actually Southern California. Oh, Southern? I thought you said Northern. Okay. That's still very nice. Okay. I might have because I am a little nervous. That's okay. That's okay. Um. 
is it your work is it your work that's preventing you from what's re- the yeah what's the i'm sorry go ahead I just, I'm Mike, I'm looking at these numbers. I'm like, okay, you want to be in Southern California. You've got a rental that's free and clear that you don't want to pay the IRS debt on. You've got a home worth 40,000 or that you owe 40,000 worth 425. You could sell Why now don't and move down there now and if go. you could work yeah, there. That's what I'm getting at. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm self-employed as a realtor. So oh, I would need yeah. to, you have to start, start, over. Uh, start a new business. Yeah, you yeah. have to see. start over. I that see. doesn't sound fun. Okay. All right. Um, What's the rental worth? The one um, that I'm considering selling, I could probably sell it for um, three fifty ish. Mm-hmm. So you've got a million dollars in equity between these three, mm-hmm. right? It's just the scrambled eggs that's driving us nuts. Okay. Right, and I and I just and how I mean, did you come up with a sixty-five thousand dollar gain? Did you have your tax person calculate that with your adjusted yeah. basis? Yeah. Yeah, my CPA okay. estimates about that's about what I'll owe because I've had it for twenty years, and then that and my income, I guess. Okay, so the big okay concern number one is debt free is the shortest distance to wealth. Concern number two is when you retire, a paid for property is essential to st- that you live in is mm-hmm. essential for stability because it's your largest right. item. And if you retire at 65 years old and you live to 95, you've got 30 years of rent increases. You know this is a real estate agent. You do not want to be a renter for the next 30 yeah. years or a have a mortgage. You want a paid-for piece of real estate that you live in at retirement. So these are our goals. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, you're going to sell this rental. It's just to. a matter of when. Correct. I'm going to sell it regardless because it's 40 years old and it's time to yeah. go back to the universe. So you're, I would end gonna, up yeah. buying like you're, a little you're gonna sell it. And you're going to sell it when you move to California and you retire and you sell the house you live in. Or you're going to sell True. it now and mm-hmm. reduce the mortgage, of pay off the little $40,000 mortgage and reduce mm-hmm. the other mortgage, finish that California mortgage off when you retire and sell the house you live in, right? Correct. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're going to sell this. You're not going to keep it 25 years. So, you know, it's just a matter of when you pay the 65, mm-hmm. not if. Right. So, well, I mean, I could 1031 exchange it forever, but I don't, I'm tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, quite frankly. Yeah, and I, and I don't, I, and I, I, want your, I, I want your California house paid off, and it's not paid off with the sale of your personal residence. Right. Correct. So I got to get there, and so since I got to get there, I got to sell the rental now or when you retire move to california i'm catching on now i'm seeing i'm seeing the scrambled eggs okay mm-hmm. so yeah go ahead and sell it just because you're going to sell it anyway okay don't give it away there's no rush there's no i was no. going to say if, if you and don't pay off the 40 have you got enough in the bank to pay off your house no not right this moment you don't have forty thousand bucks laying around well i do but i, I knew for it. uncle sam it's for uncle sam it's, yeah, it's your, it's your, it's your real like estate. Quarterlies, you know? it's, your it's your quarterlies, but you don't have you don't have any yeah. you don't have any other non-retirement investments laying around. You can just knock your house out. Correct. Okay. Well, then sell the rental, pay off your house, pay that, pay the sixty-five, throw the rest of it at the California. Then when you retire, sell your house mm-hmm. and pay your house off in California. That ain't bad. That gets us there. Yeah. Took a minute. It took a minute. I, I, part of me is like, okay, this first if she's got, still got two years she could possibly let it accumulate a little bit more value for two years before she sells it right before she goes to california i mean it's it's not a lot but it i'm just saying yeah trying to get this money 
That would work too. I she's tired of it. I'm tired. She of is it tired of it. About it. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Hey guys, if you want to help us out, we'd appreciate it. You know, we provide this show as a podcast, as a YouTube show, as a radio show, as a TBN show, as a free service to you guys, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. We would also appreciate it if you would click subscribe or click follow or share the show just by telling someone about it or actually cut the link out, email it to your friend and go, hey, listen to this. Or if your particular, uh, whether it's Spotify or Apple or whatever, uh, has, you know, Google Play, if they have a share feature, just click the share feature and you can share it. Uh, sometimes it's that easy. Sometimes it's you're listening on talk radio and you say, hey, our local talk radio station has the Ramsey show. However you share it, we appreciate it. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When you need to make repairs, schedule routine maintenance, or find local help for home improvement projects, Neighborly is your source for reliable home service providers in your area. Go to Neighborly.com to start your search. All right. Today's question comes from Carolyn in Arizona. She says, when you have a company match, does that count towards your 15%? My husband's work has a 3% match. We invest 3% of his gross into an RSP, which I believe is a Canadian 401k, and the employer contributes 3%. Would you say that this is three a 3% or a 6% contribution towards our 15%? That was a lot of numbers, but basically she's talking about, you know, we say in baby step four, that is the time that we want you to start investing 15% of your gross income into retirement okay yeah at the core of this question carolyn is don't ask how little can i invest because the more you invest the more money you have mm-hmm. ask how can i invest more? more that's good don't try to figure out a way to do less figure out a way to do more and then here's the other thing um if you switch jobs you might get to a job where there's no match or there's less match you don't know what what yeah. the future holds and so i think it's always good to practice the muscle of investing your 15% of, of your, your dollars. Money, yeah, because the, the match and the pensions and yeah. all that stuff are gravy. That's not money. That's not yeah. your money. You invest 15% of your money, you'll become wealthy. Mm-hmm. The other gravy will add to it. Yeah, and that's going to be great. And, th- and that, that's the way to get at this. Good job. Good job. Nancy's in Chicago. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Taking. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Well, I want to know what you would suggest a person would do after the U.S. switches to a digital currency. What should people do who currently use cash as a budgeting tool? Um, well, the first thing is I'm going to suggest you quit meet reading so many articles on the Internet because the U.S. is not going to switch to 100% digital. That's that's the gold people that are trying to sell gold on Fox News commercials that are telling you that that because there's not the U.S. Here's the thing, Nancy. The U.S. is about ninety five percent digital now. Mm-hmm. Almost all of our transactions move a digit from one account to another. Now, if you write a okay. check, it's a digit. It's not cash. If you right. use a debit card, it's a digit, not cash. 
if you have direct deposit from Social Security or direct deposit from your work, it's not cash. It's a digit. Those are all digital transactions. If you buy a house and you wire money from your uh, mutual fund to your closing attorney, Mm -hmm. it's a digit. Almost, if you buy a car these days, I, wi- I bought a car the other day. I wired money to the dealer. It's a it's a digit. I didn't walk over there with a suitcase of cash, and so the vast majority of transactions, ninety something percent of them, probably nine, north of ninety five percent in the U.S. are already digital. But the is the U.S. going to do away with the greenback? In not in my lifetime or yours. I sure hope you're right, because I've been worrying about this, since I'm a person that can't have a credit card, because if I spend money just by swiping, it doesn't register with me, and it'll just evaporate. Now, I'm a person that has a redneck emergency fund in my front pocket. It's a 1000 bucks and $100 bills. I've carried it most of my life in my wallet, and so I'm with you. I'm a cash dude. And I, I'm not above walking up and actually making somebody learn how to make change for the first time at the register all day. And so um, I, I'm that guy. So I'm right with you. But I, I truly don't think we're going to do away with currency. And most of what you're reading has a fear factor to get you to buy gold or it is some kind of conspiracy theory stuff on uh bricks or any of these other things that are going around uh, just to make us worry that the entire u.s economy is so fragile that it's going to collapse because russia which isn't their economy is hardly the size of texas Mm -hmm. is is going to do something russia's not going to do spit they don't have the muscle to they can't even feed their own people Mm -hmm. and so you know it just nancy whatever it is that you're reading that's causing you to worry quit reading it Mm -hmm. scary it is scary. I, you know, I know people have different thoughts around all of that, but then there's parts of me that I think about. There's so many things that have happened throughout history that we, who are used to those things, we look at this and go, yeah, it's just part of life. But as it was occurring, people were probably like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I mean, cars, the cars that we have today, there was a time where that wasn't a thing. Flying airplanes, like all of those things, you could look back and go, oh my gosh, there was a time when this wasn't a thing. And maybe, who knows, and the next lifetime, the next generation, they will live in a different sort of currency. But we already have. We yeah. already are. I mean, you think about when I was a kid, we the number of checks we wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't do that anymore. I, I, the number of times you write, a, you see someone write a check at the grocery store? Yeah, yeah. Today? Don't, I don't, do they even take You're checks? much more likely to see them using cash. Yeah, but my point is we've adapted and that's, that stuff is a slow burn. Yeah. And before you know it, you look up and you go, oh yeah, we, we live lives our lives in a totally different way. Um, yes. And I just think there's something that, to be said for that. That's the innocent version. The the, the malevolent version, uh, the, the ma- malevolent, I can't say yeah, it. You're, you're the, close. the evil version mm-hmm. is that there's a conspiracy that the U.S. is going to control the all the right. digits and therefore they're going to control your life. Well, they already do. <laughs> have all the digits yeah, they do. and they don't control your life with those digits and so so the question is not the digits being allowed to control your life digital money because when you use your apple phone or when you use a car a credit card or a debit card or you transfer money any other way 
uh, ACH or anything mm-hmm. else. It's yeah. all digits. So when you do that, they already have all of that. Absolutely. That's all available. Mm-hmm. And so and so far, they've not used that to steal our freedoms. No, not you know, yet. But the, there's a commercial I heard it the other day, and then I saw a different thing right up that, mm-hmm. you know, when the U.S. goes digital, you are not going to do transactions. And if they want to cancel you because they don't like your faith or they don't like whatever, yeah. they can just turn off your ability to do business mm-hmm. as if it's like the the mark of the beast or yeah, something in revelation times. okay mm-hmm. and it's just i'm sorry folks i you know this it, there may be a mark of the beast someday but this one's not it mm-hmm. there was a whole thing going around for years that the credit card was the mark of the beast oh yeah you had to have a credit card to do a transaction yeah. and then the the last one was with the fauci, fauci quarantine yeah they had the uh the the uh vaccine passport Yes, uh-huh. was gonna, was, that was going to be the mark of the beast. And, and at so, one point, it was when your God, face. God, I'm getting old. I've seen a lot scans. of beasts with marks. <laughs> when your iPhone scans your face to let you into the phone, it's like they're going to scan your eyeball. Yeah, and that's going to be. Yeah, now they got your eyeball. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's it's every and just don't get Rachel Nancy. I'm glad you didn't call when Rachel Cruz was here, because she's the conspiracy theorist extraordinaire. <laughs> And um, she would have joined you in this. But no, we're, I'm not going to join you. So I, I'm going to tell you, honey, don't worry. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I got big old piles of cash, and I'm not worried about it going out of style. <laughs> um, like real, actual greenbacks. So there we go. Yeah, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And uh, and gold doesn't solve this, by the way, because there's never been a failed economy or a government takeover when people exchanged gold bars. I'm going to run down to Walmart with my gold bar (laughs) since the economy failed and I'm going to get me some blue jeans. It's it's just not going to happen, boys and girls. Not going to happen. Okay. You can't find a, since the Roman Empire, a a modern day economy in the last 400, 300 years that used actual gold as a medium of exchange exclusively. So these guys telling you to buy gold because that's what one of the commercials was mm-hmm. on the digits. Yeah. Uh, because America's going digital and you need gold. <laughs> it's the latest fear to buy yeah. gold. Crap. Don't do it. This is the Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Jade Washall Ramsey personality is my co-host today. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Thank you for being with us. Kim is in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jade. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, and thank you for all your work, Dave. It's changed everything for me. Uh, but my question is, I sold my house. I downsized and bought a townhouse for me and my daughters. 
and I was only short about $16,000. So instead of taking a mortgage, I just took a line of credit against my car um, since it was a lowest, lower interest rate and it was only 16000 So now I don't know because it's my last debt. Should I tackle this like it's baby step number two and clear out my um, uh, emergency fund? Or should I look at it like it's my mortgage, even though technically my mortgage is paid for, and uh, continue on the baby steps because I'm on baby step four currently if I go that route? I would tackle it as baby step two. What do you have? Yeah, because what else do you owe on the car? You tack the 16K to your car? That was all. Yeah, the car was paid for. Yeah, the car was paid for. Um, So your only debt in the whole world is $16,000. Do you have yes. it? Do you have it laying around anywhere? Well, it's in my savings account, but that's my. Oh, well, actually, only I borrowed sixteen, but now I've been paying it for the last five months aggressively. So I only owe eleven thousand dollars. How total. much is in your emergency fund? Seventeen thousand. Pay it off today. Mm-hmm. And just stack Pay back up off. that savings. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Jane. What's your income? Okay. Um, well, I just got a raise, so I'm up to fifty-seven thousand. Okay, so you'll aggressively rebuild the five thousand or six thousand back up to a good emergency fund within just a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I, I mean, I was ready. I called the bank. I asked my lady. I'm like, "Hey, I think I'm ready to pay it off." And then I thought, "Well, maybe I should, you know, keep that emergency and work at, you know, baby step number four because I'm not at fifteen percent right now." Um, so yeah, that's why I wanted to call. I wanted yeah, to see what if, it was, if it was if it was you know, a little bit more money or something, I might slow down and make it six or something. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's, th- so there's, a, there's a tremendous amount to be said for cleanliness. Okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> this is just clean. Mm-hmm. Your life is very okay. clean. You are baby step seven. Now we just rock and roll on the investments as soon as we get the emergency fund done. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Get yeah. that, and because I'm only at like four or five percent right now with investments, yeah. so I have to I have to work on that. So well, you you're gonna jack that as high as you can possibly jack it after mm-hmm. you get the house paid off and the emergency fund in place. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, all right. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate you calling. That was good. That was good. She kind of just jumped back a step. She'll do two, three, and four, and on to the races. That's good. Not sure I would have done it that way, but now that we're there, that's the plan. <laughs> Jared is in Minnesota. Hi, Jared. How are you? Hey, Dave. How are you guys? How can we help? Yeah, uh, my wife and I um, are going to be expecting a baby in March. Congratulations. And we are trying, thank you. Uh, we are trying to find something uh, a little bit more suitable um, for living. Um, and with the high costs of rent, we were thinking about potentially getting a house um, so that the mortgage is uh, usually roughly about the same or a little less. Mm. Do you guys have any debt? Yeah, I'm currently a student. I'm in my last year of school, um, and I've had to pay my way through, and I'm about 61 in student loans. And then she had a car that she had bought after she graduated um, a few years ago, which is at 18. What's your degree in? My degree is math education. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do, teach? Yep. Okay. What, what will a math teacher make? Um, usually starting, it, it depends on the, the school district, um, anywhere from, uh, 40 to 50. What about your wife? Uh, she currently makes 51. Okay. And she's done with school. Salary. 
Yeah, she's done with school and she's she's working currently. And what is her profession? Uh, art teacher. So a couple of teachers. Two teachers. Okay. Um, yeah. Look, uh, congratulations on the baby coming. I'm excited for you guys. I want you to have a house. I want you to have all those things, mm-hmm. but I want you to have them the right way so they don't have you, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, right? So first, first things first, hey, I'm just going to walk the baby steps on this. Are you familiar with mm-hmm. that at all? A little bit. Okay. So this is going to be the fastest, as Dave would say, the cleanest way uh, for you to not only pay off your debt, save up the money you need, and eventually build wealth. So there's a framework here. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it involves paying off your debt first before purchasing a home. And the reason right. for that is, A, your income right now is tied up in your student. It's going to be tied up in your student loans. It's tied up in your car. And we want to free that up mm-hmm. so that you're able to save the down payment you want. You're able to get the house that you truly want, right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Yeah. Rent is a great deal short term. It's a horrible deal mm-hmm. long term. So I agree with you. You don't want to do it long term. But short term, you, if you buy a house with this much debt, you, you have to buy an extra bedroom for Sally Mae. Mm-hmm. Because, you, you know, she's still living with you. Mm-hmm. And you need to kick the old woman mm-hmm. out before you buy a house because it's going to strain you. Heat and air will go out. The water heater will go out. And the roof will leak the first week you move in this house with a bunch of debt. Don't do that. You're going to get yourself in a pinch. You're, you're a broke college student brand new married, mm-hmm. brand new baby on the way, you're at the broke end of life. Yeah. Do you it's have the, any money most, saved? It's the most broke you'll ever be <laughs> That's right a now. Fact. It'll, it'll be nothing but better from here. You'll have better incomes from here, uh, better situation from here. So renting for the next little while uh, is uh, the babies don't take up much room. They're small. Mm-hmm. And, and renting for a little while while you guys get your mess cleaned up that you've made and then have a solid foundation to buy. The home will be a blessing for you and not a curse if you'll do that. It is not popular among your friends for me to tell you that, but I don't really care what your friends think. They're broke, mm-hmm. and you don't want to take financial advice from broke people. So uh, the, 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 the risk that you are adding mathematically to your life by adding a house to a new baby and to a big old pile of debt, this spells stress. True that. Anxiety, problems in relationships. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Please keep your life calm and simple. Get out. Both of you get a job. Both of you work your tail off. Smile about the time that we had to eat broke people food and drive broke people cars. Yeah. And you'll remember that. Sharon and I had those days. Jade and Sam had those days. When you're first getting married, that's the normal thing. That's right. And by it, the way, if you're sitting on a big chunk of money because you have money from the wedding or money from graduation, throw it at the debt. Throw it at the debt. Clean it up. List your debts smallest yep. to largest and dump them in that area. We'll give you a baby gift. Financial Peace <laughs> University. We're going to give your baby a gift. We're going to teach its mama and daddy how to handle money. And if you'll follow the stuff I teach you and that and that Rachel and George and Deloney teach you in Financial Peace University, you will become wealthy. Mm-hmm. If you don't follow it, you will stump your toe, stumble and struggle and look like most people looking good and broke and buying crap you can't afford with money you don't have to impress people you don't even really like. And so it is a normal good dad unction to go buy your new child a home. Thank you for being a good dad. 
but you're going to resist that in order to be a great dad. That's right. And a dad that delays pleasure. Children do what feels good. Adults devise a plan and follow it. So hang on. We'll get you guys signed up for Financial Peace University, and you two go through that together. As a young married couple, it'll be the best thing you've ever done. I promise you. And if you don't, I'll give you all your money back. Oh, wait a minute. You didn't pay for it. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) I'll take some of that money back. (laughs) (laughs) That was our old, back in the day, we had Financial Peace University. We had a money back guarantee. Uh We said, if you go to all nine classes, you won't want your money back. If you don't go to all nine classes, we won't give you your money back. But if you'll go to all nine classes, you won't ever ask for a refund. <laughs> and never had a single person ask for a refund. That's so good. there you That's go. That's good. It's a great class. But, um, yeah, you just got to prove attendance in all nine classes and that you hated it and that we ripped you off. Mm-hmm. Nah. Won't nobody happen. ever got mad at anybody for getting them out of debt. Didn't yeah, happen. That's right. It's too much fun. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture today, James 1, 4, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And Sullivan said, people seldom see the halting and painful steps by which the most insignificant success is achieved. <laughs> Love it. Gina is with us in San Antonio. Hi, Gina. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. My honor. How can we help? Long-time listener, big fan. Um, So I have been married 19 years, uh, 55 years old. I am going through a divorce. Mm. We're probably towards the end of, unfortunately, a pretty contentious divorce. Uh, We have been blessed with a lot of assets and a very good income. Um, And my question is, you know, because I, I was not in charge of our finances when we were married. My my former husband handled all that, and I have to say he did a great job. Um, my question is, what debt should I prioritize to pay off once the divorce is final? Oh, my. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's Thank really you. hard. Well, a friend of mine that yeah. do, does divorce counseling says that divorce turns a marriage into a business transaction. And so first and foremost, let me clarify, uh, what you're going to end up with and why, um, are are you, who's taking the home? Our primary home has already been sold and we've each already purchased new homes. Okay, good. That's good news. So that got rid of that problem. Mm -hmm. Is there any co debt that both of you are on? Yes, sir. We have three investment homes Mm -hmm. that have 50% equity. Mm-hmm. We have a SBA loan that we had to take out during COVID of 150000 And um, we have a vehicle that we owe about 26000 that my former husband will be taking. Okay. The divorce court does not have the power to remove you from those debts. It has the power to assign the debts to one of you. But if the, let's say your husband's taking the car, it has your name on the debt. If he doesn't mm-hmm. pay it, it comes back on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have what's called a contingent liability as if you co-signed on those. So all of those debts that you mentioned are real concerning uh, because mm-hmm. I, I got a feeling the SBA loan is a business loan, obviously, and it's a, he's probably running that business, it sounds like. We actually are both 
50-50 owners on our business. We have a business together as well. Oh. So it, it, there's a lot of pieces. It's a big web, which is why this has been going on since January. So what's happening um, with the business? Who's going to end up with it? Well, he's going to maintain that business, that LLC. Um, I, we are in the same business uh, in the meetings and events business, and we each have our own clients. He'll maintain the LLC that's in existence, and I will establish a new one. Okay, and you'll take your clients and go on with your life. Okay, and the SBA yes, loan is mm-hmm. in both of your names. Yes, sir. And it's a now he's offered to take it the debt, but I don't know exactly um, how that. Like you said, I'm not same really same thing. It has your name on it. He can take it, but if he doesn't refinance it and mm-hmm. get your name off of it, and doesn't mm-hmm. pay it for some reason, let's say he gets in trouble in business or gets mm-hmm. an IRS lien or something that that even he didn't see coming. Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to end up holding the bag on these investment properties, this SBA loan, this car, mm-hmm. if he's supposed mm-hmm. to take them, unquote, quote, unquote. So, um, and, and divorce attorneys don't do a good job of explaining that to people. Mm-hmm. So they oftentimes they oftentimes just split things up and they go, well, he's got the car and I mm-hmm. got this investment house and he's still on the investment house that you got, you know. And uh, he's still mm-hmm. got, you know, if you screw it up, he's he's baked then. So uh, you said there's a, a lot of assets. Yeah, uh, what kind of cash do you guys yeah, have? Yeah, really. Well, um, so we we did make a, um, a nice proceeds from the sale of our primary home. We split those. That was about $328,000 each. Okay, but- so those. Those monies were um, split, and they were, there's a legal word for them, partitioned. Okay, yeah. so normally the lawyers advise not to buy new homes in the middle of a divorce, right? Right, so it right. community property. But we signed documents that the funds were partitioned. Of that 328000 um, the loan I, re- I was able to get by just barely um, only allowed me to put down 140000 So I still have the rest of that cash untouched in a bank account okay. that I would like to put down towards my current home. Right. I also received a large inheritance. Unfortunately, it's been a heck of a couple of years. Both my parents passed in the last two years. Mm. Mm. Sorry about that. Yeah. That's tough. So, um, I received an inheritance of $528,000, um, and it's in a separate account as well, untouched. It's just been sitting there. Let, um, let me let so, me let me propose something really weird. It, it may throw a monkey mm-hmm. wrench in the middle of your negotiations. I, yes, I would sir. propose selling the three rental houses, paying off the SBA mm-hmm. and paying off the house and splitting the cash. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Paying off the car. I'm sorry. Paying off the car. Paying off the SBA loan. Getting rid of the th- three rentals, and then you just walk away with a pile of cash. He walks away with a pile of cash. Yeah, because what would have been the plan with the rentals? Well, that you each just get a piece of it. I'm guessing you guys were getting ready to split those up, weren't you? Yeah. Now we keep dancing around like, how's this going to work? And we can only remove each other from title. And exactly, that's what I'm talking about. You can get off a title, but you can't get off the mortgage. Mm -hmm. Same thing with a stupid SBA loan. You can go open your own LLC, but you're still on the stupid loan Mm -hmm. for 175k cleanliness Correct. here it is again yeah. yeah that's been the and so yeah. i it's um <laughs> yeah yeah i i think you're both setting up a very sad uh reason but you're both setting up a new dream your 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 20 year from now future is a completely different picture than it was five years ago right and it doesn't involve an sba loan and it doesn't involve him having a car payment with your name on it and it doesn't involve three rental houses 
The only way I would keep those rental properties is if you refinanced them and got each other's names off of them. Okay. It's because it's going to bite you. I've done that. I've done this for 30 years. It's going to come back and bite you. It may be 10 years. It may be, uh, Five years from now, you want to remarry, and you all want to do something, and this stupid SBA loan has got your name mm-hmm. on it, and it keeps mm-hmm. you you and your new husband from getting a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to, as long as you keep all this around, it's going to keep each of you from having the fresh start that you want. Yeah, that you need. Mm-hmm. It's your best shot at healing is the complete separation. So I don't know if I can talk okay. you guys and the lawyers into this, but, man, if it was me... I would want to be, uh, you know, shake the dust Heck off yeah. my feet, man. I'd want to be clear. Mm-hmm. A couple stupid rental houses to be done with the SBA loan, the car loan, and him. Yeah, that's not. And mm-hmm. you get all the, you get your half of the cash net. Hey, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer. Then the only thing we got to split up is the four hundred one k's or whatever's laying out there. There's nothing else left. Y'all already split the home. Right, right. You're gonna end up walking away okay. with over a million dollars cash in a debt-free house you're living in. Well, uh, I would pay this, this house off, so that's my next question. Cause I yeah, yeah you'd pay that house off. The house paid off. But you got 528000 okay, laying there now. You could do that. And you've got another mm-hmm. 200000 almost laying there from the from the partition. Mm-hmm. And you got the equities right. from the rentals. I don't even know what they are, minus the debts. I mean, the, the prices of the rentals, minus the debts, minus the taxes due because of the sale, mm-hmm. minus the SBA loan, minus paying off his car. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing left is divide up that cash and the 401ks against each other. Yeah, that ain't bad. And okay. it's That's just, really it's clean, it's clean yeah. walking. And if you want to buy some rentals, you know, after you finish crying and being mad and all the stuff that goes with this, you get her own, then go get you a rental later. But who, mm-hmm. you know, you got plenty of money you're you're both going to walk out of this millionaires i'm guessing that's what it sounds like and uh i know you are for sure with the inheritance mm-hmm. uh and you know and, and you've got a good client base you're confident in your your career steps you know you got a good solid place for healing mm-hmm. and a fresh start i'm so sorry yeah, but that's man tough. I, that's I just, a lot of loss I, I really wouldn't try to keep my finances in the past while I'm trying to live a future. I don't know why the lawyers wouldn't oh, suggest they that. Just Are they the, just bozos? Just, or? They, they don't take into consideration these contingent liabilities because they don't have to deal with it five years from now. That's what it I is. do when they come to me. Yeah. I got to deal with it when it screws up and goes sideways. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. What's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.